Hello and welcome to episode 461 of the Connected Podcast from Relay FM. This episode is brought to you by Fitbod, Electric, and Fast Growing Trees. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined by Federico Vatici. Hello, Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. How are you? I am I'm doing pretty good. I mean, except for the things we discussed on the pro show, but otherwise I'm doing very good. And I'm also happy because our other co-host, Stephen Hackett, is here with us today. Hello, Stephen. Hello, boys. How are you? I am good. It's uh, the end of summer here. School starts back next week. Kind of a weird, sad time. Oh, whoa. Why is it sad? Kids have to go back to school. I'll be all alone again. I mean, part of that's nice, but also kind of sad. I was going to say, don't you enjoy the peace and quiet? Like, what? <laughs> I, I do. I do enjoy the peace and quiet, but I also miss them, you know? Oh, you're a good dad, Stephen. I try. You're a good dad to us, too, you know? Well, let's let's get into that. Let's do it, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> Let me guide you in the ways of follow-up. We've been talking about the portable HomePod Mini lifestyle, a lifestyle that Federico and I are both in. I think, Mike, you should get in on this, too. You know, you got a, you got a back garden now. You can take your HomePod Mini out there and listen to some why tunes. Would I, why would I do that when I'm full of Sonos? I'm like Sonos out my ears. I've, I, it's like a Sonos spokesperson now. I have two port- I have portable Sonoses, so like I'm all good. Did you see The Verge uh, just, like, I think, as we started recording, leaked the Move 2 from Sonos? Wait, I, I what? I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in it. the Ooh, Discord. Oh, this is nice. I've been thinking about one of those for outside, actually. is it? It's waterproof, right? Uh, Yeah, at least water-resistant, at least. I mean, it's not made of leaves. Yeah. Ooh, oh, and they're making it in green? Coming in September. The green is awesome. I got to pitch this. <laughs> Anyways, Sam wrote in as, and uh, had a suggestion to make this the ultimate kind of like in the kind of in the terms I think of, of our friend Austin, who is like the ultimate Nintendo Switch and like puts a bunch of stuff attached to it. We're doing that with the HomePod Mini. Sam wrote in. Federico could totally get. Oh my god, you are! I hadn't thought of that. That's so funny. He's <laughs> like just gonna like stick things to the side of it, just like Austin does. That's so good. In this case, a mini portable 4G Wi-Fi router. So you could use your HomePod Mini anywhere you have 4G. I love it. I love it. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're gonna to get a portable router with a SIM card in it. When you're out and about, it's going to create a Wi-Fi network. The phone connects to the Wi-Fi network. Mm-hmm. Uh, does, how does the HomePod connect to it? How do HomePods connect to Wi-Fi networks? You set them up at home. It's right in the name. <laughs> well, yes. I guess the question is, what happens to a HomePod when you take it out of the main Wi-Fi network at home and you take it with you? How do you tell it, I'm on a different Wi-Fi now? You're in a different, quote-unquote, home. I mean, and you've also then got to use that, not your cell connection, which is less than ideal, too. Right? Yeah, maybe. What I would do is just, make the mobile like hotspot Wi-Fi network, give it the same name as your home network. Although it does look like you can change it in the home app. Oh, that's not a, re- that's not a recipe for disaster yeah, at all. Yeah, I'm sure that will go totally No, fine. Nothing, nothing bad could happen. There's no way anything could <laughs> no. go wrong doing that. <laughs> no. Hmm. No, How it's fine. It's fine. Actually, this is, well, this is a pretty uh, interesting experiment though. Hmm. I was out of town over the weekend and actually saw somebody for the first time and as long as I can remember, actually using 
the uh, like a little portable Wi-Fi hotspot. You know, for a long time, they were everywhere. Steve Jobs got very mad about them when introducing FaceTime. I was like, I was was in a like a little coffee shop and saw somebody with a laptop, and they had one of those. And my guess was maybe some also some sort of like corporate security thing, right? Like maybe it it had a VPN or something engaged. But it just made me uh, really wonder the the last time, you know, those were widely in use. I used to use one to record all of my podcasts on because my internet was so bad. Oh yeah, one of the many ridiculous things that I had to do to record podcasts many years ago. Moving on, do y'all remember when Apple Music and then Apple TV Plus ended up on American Airlines and we got the greatest PR artwork of all time out of Apple? No one could forget. Well, Canada wants to get in on this and it has been announced that Air Canada has Apple TV Plus shows for free in their like in-flight, you know, built into the seat back screen entertainment thing. So that's cool. Way, way to go, Apple. Way to go, Canada. Did they create a Canadian version of the good artwork? Not that I have seen. Hmm. I'll put a link in the show notes to the newsroom article of the American Airlines thing. Just just take some time. Just go take a look at the imagery that was made for a reason nobody could ever truly understand why it was made the way that it was. Uh, no, I, we did go through this, didn't we? I just remembered. It's meant to look like the in-flight cut, like. Uh, emergency cards right that's what it's meant to be but still Mm -hmm. it's just so much work for this artwork and it's very interesting but hooray go canada we're not going to get back into all the changes coming with watch os 10 today but i just wanted to put this out there if our feedback on mastodon and in the feedback form and in discord are any measuring stick of how the world is going to accept these changes they're going to be a lot of confused and or frustrated watch users when watch os 10 comes out i think once the dust settles people will get used to it but it's it's really made me think like this has to be the 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 modern and the modern times at least the most frequently changed platform in term in terms of like just where things are like, think about Mac OS, right? Like, we've had the dock and the menu bar and menus forever. The iPhone, the iPad, they've added things. And the iPad maybe is maybe even a better example with, with multitasking, at least. But I think people are going to install WatchOS 10 this fall and be quite confused. I think you could say that, like, WatchOS, to, to expand on what you were saying, because I think it's a very good point, WatchOS in general is maybe the most change any operating system has ever experienced. Hmm. Like, in its 10 years, the amount of different ways that either apps are made completely or the operating system works completely. Mm. Like, there's been huge changes in watchOS. And, like, we're, it's about to happen again, right? There were, like, oh, apps should be designed in a completely different way and the dock exists in a different way and the app list is in a different way. Like, it, it feels like there's so much change that comes to that platform, which I think would indicate that they still yet to really nail it. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Clearly, there were things in watchOS in the beginning that just didn't make sense, right? Like the whole digital touch, that that whole scene, right? Sending your heartbeat to other people. And that's gone from the side button all the way down to just like a little button in the messages app, which is very funny. But what buttons do what changing eight years into the platform just seems a little, a little bananas to me. I wonder if this is like a symptom of the screen size. 
it's so small and there's so little that you can actually put on screen at any one time that it just makes it incredibly hard to design. They're just constantly trying to refine the user experience to make it as best as it can be. And every refinement is actually a big change because there's limited buttons and there's limited screen real estate. And so these changes, maybe it's harder to do and maybe it has a bigger user effect because of it because it's all kind of a bit obtuse. Maybe so. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. John. And I mean, I guess also, you know, having this product that was pitched originally as multiple things and eventually over the course of really a few years, it was clear that the direction for the Apple Watch was going to be a different one. Surely that hasn't helped, you know, sort no. of redefine a whole direction for the the entire platform and then changing how apps were made and then changing how widgets were made. It feels like it's it's the one operating system that Apple makes that has reached version 10 with, at least in, in modern history, with like the most big changes in a relatively short timeline. Yeah. I wonder if like, if... If it was being, if the Apple Watch was being designed with the use cases that we have now for it, right? If it would actually look like it does. Mm. Mm. No, that's a that's a fun exercise. Yeah, because it was like this was a fashion forward wrist computer for communication with other people and and fitness. Yeah, kind of, and. What else were they pitching it for originally? Yeah, it was it was like timekeeping, yep. fitness and health, and then interpersonal communication, all the tapping yeah. and that sort of thing. Where I feel like you could probably just say today it is fitness, notifications. Yeah. Right? Like it's they also like they, they talk about like um like media, but I don't really think that is used as as widely as the other two. Like, I think there are people that use, like me, I use my watch for playback controls, but I'm not one of these people, like I know Jason does this, right, where you connect your AirPods to your watch and go running and you can listen to a podcast. I genuinely, I don't know how you do that. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to do that, like to connect my AirPods to my Apple Watch. Like, I don't actually know how you do it. I've never tried. And I'm sure um, that like... Control center, I guess. Yeah, but like... Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, and I, I just wonder if the Apple Watch would look and act the way it does if it was made with the current concept in mind rather than the original concept. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Apple Watch Ultra is, is actually more of it, right? Like Maybe. Maybe that is the, hey, and it, and it kind of actually, if you think about it, yeah, it probably is, right? Where like it's, it is more fitness focused in its design. Mm-hmm. Right, that like it, it is made extreme for, fitness. Yeah, but like that's obviously as far as they can push it. But the Apple Watch Ultra is the newest kind of design language, I suppose. Uh, so yeah, interesting. We had some feedback from Mike in relation to the conversation we've had about the potential weight of things like the Vision Pro headset, and I think we talked. I think we talked about maybe it was another show that just heard somebody make the joke, but Vision Pro and AirPods Max together, like you would be. You'd be really struggling there. Uh, well, Mike wrote in to t- let us know about helmet counterweights. 
So these are weight packs. They go these particular ones go from 12 to 20 ounces and they velcro on the back of a helmet very often used in military applications. Like say you have a night vision goggle helmet and it keeps tipping forward. Maybe you're not used to it yet. This can help balance it out. Don't think it does anything great for your neck long-term, but you can uh, be a little more balanced in the, in your use of force with uh, some Velcro, Velcro weights. This is a great idea to get that strengthening going on. So we're all ready. Is this the kickstand of Vision Pro? Could be, Federico. What do you think? I feel like I kind of love this. We should do it. We just like buy them now. I mean, they're pretty. Che- they're pretty cheap. They're pretty cheap. Fifteen dollars. Uh, I don't understand the sizing options. They're in ounces. What? Um, well, because they're weights. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, but ounces. I see. Sorry. Yes. Like, what else would they be? <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. We should get them. Uh, we should get them. Try this out. Yeah. Yeah, so the the lightest one is three hundred and forty grams. If Thank that help, you. If that helps okay. you, and yeah, so you can be like uh, you can be like Goku in in Dragon Ball when Goku trains with the weights on on his arms and shoulders, and you've seen you've seen Dragon Ball, right? Mike has. I'm sure Mike has. I've seen some Dragon Ball. I didn't <sighs> really like Dragon Ball. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, my. <sighs> My issue with uh, Dragon Ball Z was just I, when I was a kid, like I didn't like the way it looked. Oh mm-hmm. no! Every everyone was too veiny. Oh no! It, it was upsetting to me. Well, yeah, because you gotta you gotta become Super Saiyan. Yeah, wasn't there a thing with beans? Yeah, the magic yeah. beans. The magic yeah. beans. I know we've spoken magic- about that on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyway, why, why did I mention? That? Oh yeah, because Goku trains. When, when, you know, to become stronger, he realizes, well, I'm going to train with weights constantly attached to me so that I build muscle. And when I remove the weights, I'm going to be super fast. And taller somehow. Somehow taller, bigger, taller, faster. And stronger. then it can, it can teleport to place. But that's a different thing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we should get these counterweights. This episode of Connected is brought to you by FitBod. When you want to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why I'm pleased to let you know that FitBod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you. Because everyone's fitness path is different. This is why FitBod uses actual data to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. By using a powerful algorithm to learn about you, your goals, and your training ability, FitBod will create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment you may have. This is all in an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform each exercise. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals. Muscles improve when working in concert with the entire muscular system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact your results. That's why FitBot tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. By mixing up muscle groups, exercises, sets, reps, and weight over time, FitBot serves to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. This also keeps your gym sessions fresh by mixing up your workouts with new exercises. My favorite thing in the FitBot app is the collection of over 1,400 HD video tutorials. 
These are shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning each exercise is a breeze. So if I'm encountering something new, or maybe something I haven't done in a long time, I can tap into the video and make sure that I'm doing it correctly and safely. Fitbot also tracks your achievements and personal best with some really cool progress tracking charts. And it integrates with the Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatches, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but Fitbot is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbot.me connected. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash connected, and you'll get 25% off your membership. That's fitbod.me slash connected. Our thanks to Fitbod for their support of the show and Relay FM. Oh, no. Oh, no. Welcome back no. to the quizzies, where I'm Mike Hurley, quiz my connected co-hosts randomly and by surprise on a variety of varying subjects. Oh, my God. This is how the 2023 scoring is going so far. At 1,690 points, we have Stephen Hackett. At 1,770 points, we have Federico Vatici. Boys, we are playing a new game today. It's called Title... Or not is the name of the game. Oh my god. I have consulted friend of the show, GPT4, to create <laughs> a selection of titles of this very podcast. It took a while, took some prompting to try and get it to understand that I wasn't looking for things like 20 hacks for your iPhone, right? Like I had to mm. really kind of like drill it down into understanding our typical style. I will read a title name to you. You will tell me if it is real or AI. That's all I want to know, real or AI. Uh, I have 20 of these. We may not do 20 of these. We'll see how it goes, but I have that amount at hand. And there are 20 points available for each correct answer that you label as real or AI. Understand the rules? I am at a disadvantage. Tell me why. Because I don't edit the show, I don't put in the title in the CMS. We pick the titles together. I don't know what to tell you. But I am naturally at a disadvantage. Mm. Okay. So when I win, keep it in mind that I win. We'll see. Despite my disadvantage. You'll have the glory, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, considering advantages and disadvantages, Stephen, as you are losing, you will get the first pick. So in round one, Stephen, you will get the first guess, but you will both be answering, right? So these are 20. You'll both be giving your answers. You can give the same answers. You can give different answers. That is up to you. Okay. Title number one, self-driving cars love jazz. Is that a real or AI-generated title? Real. Okay. AI. That is indeed an AI-generated title. Federico, you take 20 points. There's something horrifically wrong with my scoring spreadsheet right now. <laughs> title. Uh, title. Real. <laughs> when I put in the, in the number 20 and it changed it to 40. Oh, well. Who could understand why that's happening, you know? Oh, th this is collusion. Your votes are getting counted twice. Okay. Uh, why is it doing that? Hey, hopefully oh, that bug. for some reason multiplying Federico scores by two? Is it because I'm at a disadvantage? <laughs> Stop the count! <laughs> Right, he knows he knows what to do because he knows that my point should count double. Okay, look, this is going to end in an indictment, one way or the other. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm above the law, so it doesn't matter. That's a really good point. 
That's a really good point. Okay, the spreadsheet has now been fixed. I've worked out why this happened. I replicated the Jeremy's quiz for this, where Federico got double points if he got his correct. Okay, how was. long has this been going on? Has what been going on? The double counting. Have I been in the lead the whole time? Oh, just that one. Because I have different templates for different t- styles of quiz. Don't you need? You don't need to worry. All right. I'm. I am very I'm, worried. Okay. The fact that I noticed this loser. immediately. Let me just double check. Actually, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're, good. we're all good. Okay. We're all good. I did double check. All right. So, at the end of round one, that is twenty points to Federico. Mm-hmm. Zero to Stephen. Question two, Federico, you pick first. Let's go to the theater, my dear. Real. Real. That is indeed a real title. Mm-hmm. Number three, Stephen. The GIF That Cried. AI. The GIF That Cried. The GIF. The like an animated GIF. The GIF That Cried. AI. That is indeed an AI-generated title. Oh, no, I've, I've got a... <laughs> Hold on. Uh, what is happening here? <laughs> I think, I think oh, I've wow. got a... An issue with my actual spreadsheet, so we're gonna have to wait a minute. Why don't the two of you talk between yourselves for a second? Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's Can you tell that to... I, I made this in a bit of a hurry today? <laughs> Hopefully, that spreadsheet is not the same that you use for relay revenue. Um, but <laughs> no, I build that spreadsheet, and I assure you, it's perfect. I, I was working on another spreadsheet of mine today and realized I'd made an error that's been going on for a year, but it's all fixed now, so don't worry about it. We're now on to, and now, but we're now I fixed my actual spreadsheet. Is Graham for some surprise news next time you have a phone call? <laughs> no, it was a relay spreadsheet, but it's nothing you need to worry about. Uh-huh. Question four. Uh, okay. The title is, and I believe Stephen's going, no, Federico's going first this time. Yeah. Uh, running in Gucci shoes. Running in Gucci shoes? Running in Gucci shoes. That sounds like something I would say. Hmm. But was it you or was it Federico AI? Yeah, you it was know, the Chat AI. GPT-chi. Chat gpt uh, It was a- AI. AI. Okay. Steven? I think that's a real title. That is indeed a real title. Wow. That doesn't feel, that doesn't feel modern, though. How old is that one, do you know? 106. Oh, a long time wow. ago. Yeah. The, it says, with a week to go before Apple's fall event, the connected trio gather from their respective lands to discuss the possibilities of new Apple Watch models, new Macs, and Apple's situation in Ireland. Okay. There you that go. could be a modern uh, description, though. <laughs> well, I think the Ireland situation mostly resolved itself at this point. Oh, we'll leave that to other people. <laughs> Internet spaghetti incident. This is for you, Stephen. Real. Okay. Yeah, it's real. This is an AI-generated title. Oh, and oh. I got you because I thought if I put spaghetti, if I like chose one of the spaghetti ones. So to to give a bit more context, I generated hundreds of titles, and I picked the ones that actually did feel like they could be real, okay. right? Like I didn't just take like the first ten that it gave me because most of them were absolute garbage. Uh, but I thought spaghetti, you'd go for it, right? I am thinking about the ungenious episode about the spaghetti tree. I think that's why why that popped in my head. I don't remember that. Episode 141 of Ungenius. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Can you put it in there? Because I'm, I'm running the quiz right now. Yeah, yeah, I'll add it. <laughs> Doing it right now. Question six. You're up first, Federico. Pineapple Pizza Protocol. Pineapple Pizza Protocol. Mm-hmm. It's real. Okay. It feels like an upgrade title. I don't think it's one of ours, so I'm going to say AI. 
it wasn't AI. It was, in fact, an AI total title. Okay. okay. So that's 20 points. Uh, at the moment, we're standing at 80 points for Steven and 60 points for Federico. Mm. Okay. But those are double points for him, just as a reminder. Okay, interesting. Uh, the, this was when this was from an, an area where it was just suggesting titles that had alliteration in them, and I had to ask it to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just decided on its own that all of them would have alliteration in them. It's and, a hallucination. Yeah, and I was like, please stop. There are a bunch. There are pineapple titles for this show, though. I'm actually looking at one right now. Episode 101, best represent pineapple. Mm. Mm. Okay, question seven, Stephen. You're answering first. You never want the egg. You never want the egg. Is that like an accusatory? Like you never want the egg. You never want the egg. You never want the egg. I think that's real. Okay. Yeah, I think that's real. Episode 247. Okay. You never want the egg. Is that an emoji episode? With the dust settling from WWDC, the boys go through Apple's major platforms and talk about what they're excited about seeing in these releases. So, no. no. That was our WWDC episode. It's all about eggs. But you never want the egg. You so. never want it, but it was all about it. Federico, I turn to you for question eight. Haunted USB drive. <laughs> Haunted USB drive. Mm-hmm. It lacks something. It lacks the pizzazz that we usually have in titles. I would say it's AI. Can you read it one more time? Haunted USB drive. I'm going to say AI. It is, in fact, an AI title. Yeah. I thought this one was going to get you. This, nah. to me, felt like something some of us would say. But when you say that, Federico... I don't mm-hmm. think we'd say USB drive, right? Like it would be yeah. something else. That th- yeah, else. that felt a little funny to me, or a yeah, little dated. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, there's something else that it could have been that would have worked, but like mm-hmm. if it was like haunted Apple Watch or like haunted Hue Light or something, I think that would have worked. But I but I don't meddle in what the AI suggests. So I just take it purely from GPT's brain. Did you thank it for its service at the end? Uh, I, I did I did use pleasantries. I asked please and stuff like that. Good. You don't want to be murdered by your own uh, quizzes. Just like to. You know, I just like to be to be nice. There's no reason well, not to. It's better safe than sorry. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Question <laughs> nine. We'll go to you first, Stephen. The devil on my shoulder. Devil on my shoulder. I'm going to say that one is... That one is real. Okay. But I'm I'm very unsure of my decision. But I'm going to say it's real. Would we use the word devil in a title? Hmm. Uh, I think it's AI. Episode 175. That was probably from our heavy metal days uh, (laughs) where we said the devil on our shoulder. I know it sounds like peer pressure from Federico to buy something. Uh, Yes, I think that that might be the case. Probably, yes. It was about CES. Uh, question 10. We go to you first, Federico. Emoji Secret Society. Real or AI? Emoji Secret Society. Yeah, I think it's real. Okay. I think it's real. That was an AI title. Mm. Wow. A lot of the titles had emoji in them. Like, it said emoji in them. So I think it picked that up from us, at least. Okay. Stephen, question 11, or title 11, Banana Phone Reboot. <laughs> banana Phone Reboot. AI. Banana Phone Reboot. I think it's AI. It is, in fact, AI. Okay. 
So interestingly, episode 226 is called the Instagram Secret Society. There were also a lot of, I remember now, a lot of secret societies in the titles. It's weird that we're so open about our secret societies. We should probably stop that. I don't know if it's suggesting that we are in them. Right, mm. but like that, oh, they ex- just exist. We're exposing. Uh, well, them. I've always wanted to be in one. Yeah, me too. I mean, we could start one. Do some and like do some, so, so, just do some light crime, but like oh, like some light level oh. secret society crime. Like okay, you know, like yeah, that guy's doing light crime, but nobody cares. Like the kind of crime that doesn't hurt anybody, mm. but it's technically crime. You know, it's fascinating. Uh, Going to move on now to title number 12. <laughs> uh, Federico, I believe we'll go to you first here. Okay. Uh, the title is Waka Waka Ding 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 Ding. <laughs> it's real. Okay. That's real. I remember that one. Yes. yes that is, in fact, very, very real. Uh, episode 308 from August 2020 may have been when we were all losing our minds a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and we went with Waka Waka Ding 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 Ding. <laughs> ding 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 Ding. Nice. <laughs> ding 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 Ding. I'd, again, I don't know what that's about. But this is the thing that is upsetting to me in this uh, episode description. Remember, this is episode 308 from August 2020. Mike is glad to never talk about Green Gate ever again. Hey, speaking of that, do you know Get Get that out next Saturday w- is the anniversary of iOS? 13.6.1, which supposedly resolved it for iPhone users. Why do you know this? It's on my calendar. My You put Greengate on the calendar? No, no, no. no, no. Sorry. That, that was a confusing sentence. Not the Apple history calendar, Oh, but my, my calendar. Yeah, but you understand, you can't just say it's on my calendar, right? Like there's like a different weight when you say that because you have made three actual calendars. That's right. But also, yeah. why is it on your calendar? We're doing it right now. That's why. No. Oh, my God. I mean, why is it on your uh, your, like your Apple calendar? Why do you have it on your calendar? Because of this. Because of what it's doing to you right now. Uh, Stephen, we have number 13. If robots happen, we'll need to readdress this. <laughs> robots happen. Real. Okay. Robots happen? If robots happen, we'll need to readdress this. AI. That was a real title. So the score stands at 140 to Federico and 200 to Steven. Blaze it. I don't know where. <laughs> What's blazing? What was blazing? 200 or 140? Where is the blazing? Hey, hey, blazing is a state of mind. Not it's not how it low. works. It's just like oh, there was a four and a you two and a zero. Is that all it is? Yeah, I think that's probably what, yeah, probably what triggered it in my brain. Uh, by the way, in the Discord, uh, where is this? Some uh, Mike suggested the next Apple History calendar should be about Gates, which I think is a great idea, and you should bring it back, baby. George Lucas, it bring back another one. That's good. A Gate calendar? It could be like a mini one. Or it could be broken. Every one of them is a little bit broken. Oh, be so good. Do you think I'd sell many to uh, Apple employees at that point? Yeah, sure. Calendar Gate. I think some Apple employees are going to be upset about one thing in this calendar. Oh, but that's fine. Oh yeah, well I think I think a lot of people are going to be upset about at least one thing in the calendar. If you didn't uh, back the Kickstarter, you'd be able to order one soon. I promise. Mm. Slipping that in there. Yeah, big money. Uh, question fourteen. We'll go to you to first, Federico. Invasion of the cable organizers. That's AI. Yeah, I think that's AI. It is indeed AI. That's twenty points to each of you, Stephen. 
Aliens use Internet Explorer. <laughs> uh, that's funny, but that's not a real one. Yeah, it's AI. It is indeed AI. Federico, the honking powers the vehicles. It's real. The honking? The honking powers the vehicles. I'm going to go with Federico and say real. Okay, that is in fact real. This is a good streak. You, you guys are on a perfect three in a row streak here. Good. Let's see if we can keep it going. Good. Question 17. Ostriches can't tweet. <laughs> True. Uh, that is an AI. Okay. Federico? AI. Perfect game continuing. That was, in fact, AI. Question 18. We've got three left here. Oligarch Modder Community. Oligarch Modern... Oligarch Modder, M-O-D-D-E-R, community. The Oligarch Modder Community. AI. Okay. Real. That is real. <sighs> Stephen and Mike launch new careers as iPhone designers and Federico keeps refreshing Apple Music. Also, <laughs> Swift Playgrounds on the, rack, on the Mac, Apple News Plus, and a few things we are currently enjoying. I would like to also just make a case for something Stephen has done in the Discord where he suggested one of the AI titles as a title. That is not a thing that can occur because it's going to break the scoring of the game, right? <laughs> where like if it ends up becoming, if one of the AI titles becomes a title, I'm going to have to change the point, the points. Oh, okay. Uh, let me right? uh, take the showbot offline real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I wish you the best of no, luck. I think, nothing falls over on its own. <laughs> uh, question 19. And this goes to Stephen first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm odd this time. Unexpected Turing test. Real. Yeah, real. That was an AI. Oh, no. Oh. That's yep. troubling. I know. It was unexpected. Did- <laughs> and the final one, Federico. Wi-Fi in Wonderland. It's real. AI. That was, in fact, an AI. Wow, I'm really bad at this game. Federico, you scored 220 points. Blaze Steven, you scored 320 points. All right. Which, is, which brings the 2023 scores to Federico at 1,990 points. Steven at 2,010 points. The gap wow. has been closed. Ooh. Join us next time for the quizzes. Thank you. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Electric. When you're leading a small business, it's not all glamorous. In fact, sometimes you're spending hours onboarding an employee, which of course you're well equipped to deal with, but it's probably not the best use of your time. The team over at Electric knows that small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with the time-consuming parts of your business, like standardizing device security with best-in-class device management software, so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale and employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications, while simplifying reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. And Electric provides proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows that make IT easier to manage for even non-technical users. Look, if you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start with it all, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. Delegating is hugely important when you're 
running or owning a small business. It's a lesson that I've learned over and over uh, over the last now almost nine years of Relay FM. And there was a time where I could do everything, but now we've got a team and we need to be able to focus on our different roles. And Electric can come in and take over that IT role for you. So if you're in that position where you feel like you're just stretched too thin, go check out Electric. Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash connected. That's electric.ai slash connected to get your free pair of Beat Solo 3 headphones for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for the support of the show and Relay FM. So I wanted to talk about widgets real quick, just sort of as a, as a little widget check-in for iOS 17. I don't have Sonoma. I know that OTJ is sort of really liking widgets on Sonoma except for a few bugs. I just kind of wanted to know from you guys, uh, how have you been using widgets on your home screens and lock screens? And I also have uh, one other example to share that I think it's pretty cool. But first, how have you been using widgets? Uh, I've been very happy with a couple of widgets, a couple that Apple are making and a couple, uh, uh, one or two that I've got from third parties. My favorite, I just think straight up my favorite widget that has come around with iOS 17 is the home widget. Yes. Yes, that's it's one fantastic. Of, well, it's one of the widgets that I wanted to mention. Um, part of the reason why I really care about going as HomeKit native as I can uh, with all the accessories that I get for the house, uh, just because that widget, to have those controls right there on the home screen is terrific, especially with the medium size. You get a bunch of buttons. Uh, I love it. Yeah, like right now I've got the four main lights that I use, uh, my main scene that I use, and my TV. Yeah, and I like that they're just always locked to my home. So I've spoken about this before, but I have a HomeKit home, which is my home, and then a HomeKit home, which is the studio, because I have some some like lights and stuff here too. The iOS is supposed to switch location between the two. The Home app does a better job of this than the Control Center controls. Yes, and frequently I'm at home and I access the control center controls, and it's still showing me them for the studio or vice versa, right? That like it's not yet caught up, and also as well, like I, I've spoken about this a bunch of times, but it's a, that that control center. I don't always feel like it has what I'm looking for at any one time, right? Like it's trying to show me what it thinks I want, which is fine, but I would like to be able to say I want exactly these things and. This is exactly what this widget gives me. And so I can control my home stuff from my home screen, even when I'm not at home. So like, I can, and it's always just these fixed things in fixed positions. I'm very happy with that widget. I'm very pleased that they added it. Um, and then from a third party perspective, the only widget that I've tried of any kind of newness to it uh, is the timery widgets, which mm -hmm. uh, developer Joe has shown off on, on Mastodon. You know, so there's like stop buttons on it now and they show up in standby, stuff like that. So um, I'm very happy about that. Uh, Steven, what about you? Yeah, I'm in line with y'all. Uh, both the home app and what's available in the timery stuff are both fantastic. I think the the home one in particular is kind of the the winning one for me so far. Uh, I've also saw some some stuff on Macedon from our friend Greg, who writes drafts and Tally. If you're not familiar with Tally, it is a uh, basically a very quick app uh, to count up something, and so you can use it in like a game or I don't know if you like are counting the number of you know uh, something that happens over a given period of time. Like you can very quickly do that, and widget 
for sure <laughs> is like the way to go for this. And uh, I, I have not uh, seen it in action, but I know he's been talking about it. And that is, that's exciting. So yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, the, the timery one and the home one have been really, really excellent widgets. I've been using them more than I thought, especially on the iPhone. I'm sort of rediscovering the pleasure of stacks, um, especially now the widgets are interactive. Oh, I feel yeah, like you've got to stack it, baby. You've got to stack them. And I feel like now that those widgets are interactive, I'm sort of rediscovering the pleasure of having multiple ones in the same spot, which is not something that I used to do before. Um, I'm also really liking the music one for quick playback controls on the home screen. And the reminders one, because it lets me check things off from the right there from the home screen. And uh, technically, the lock screen ones are also interactive. But I think I mentioned this before. I just I feel like the true glanceable widgets are the lock screen ones now. I just don't think about interactive with my lock screen. Yeah. I glance at my lock screen, I look at it, but then if I want to, you know, touch with my thumb and do stuff on the phone and just go to the home screen. I, I always forget that the log screen ones even can have interactivity because yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me that they would. It, exactly. Oh, so I'm, I'm not I'm not the crazy one. Okay, thank you. I've seen... So, so there's a couple of things that I, that I want to point out. Um, there's There continues to be this bug in the iOS 17 beta where widgets that I configure from the configuration panel of a widget, they lose their configuration if I reboot my phone or just randomly. So mm. for example, I have a shortcuts widget that is set to a folder and every time I reboot my phone or runs out of power and it turns off or whatever, it forgets the folder I pointed the shortcut widget to. Mm. Lame. Or or the notes widget, same issue, like it forgets the folder that I configured and I got to go in and say, well, uh, uh, I got to, uh, you know, I got to reconfigure this widget again. Um, but so that's the bug that I was hoping was going to get fixed. Um, but it's still here with beta four. The one thing I've seen in a test flight, and I hope I can talk about this. Um, <laughs> I hope I have permission. Um, the launcher, you, you, you ask for, is it forgiveness? What, how it, does that it's go? It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. It's, I think it's that's easier what, to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not better. I also feel like maybe that doesn't, that just doesn't translate to that. Like, that just sounds weird, right? When you say it like that. Yeah, it's not good. I tried Googling launcher iOS and I got a Google Play link for an Android launcher that makes your Android phone look like iOS. Mm. So that's the thing. Um. So anyway, I hope that I can ask for forgiveness later. But... um. The one thing I've noticed in a test flight, the launcher app. So you guys know launcher, right? We, we talked about launcher many times before. Is this one of the like one of the OG ones? Well, well no, launcher by Chromulent Labs, the one with the red icon. Yeah, I, I can kind of consider that one. Oh, it's been around forever, okay. right? Yeah, it's been around for many, many years. The developer is doing interactive home screen widgets. Now, get this. In the launcher settings, you make a widget, you design a widget launcher, drag in a bunch of icons for the apps you want to have. But in iOS 17, what it lets you do is it lets you have folders in a widget. Ooh. So that when you tap on a folder, the widget refreshes and it shows you the contents of a folder. 
So thanks to interactivity, you can have multiple layers of widgets launchers in the same widget, which I thought was pretty cool. And I think this idea of, after all, you're just pressing a button to refresh a view, right? That's what, that's what happens. I think we're going to get more examples like things we're not thinking of because right now we've seen widgets that are like yeah just press a button and something happens or you know like the tally widget uh you you press a plus or minus button and it comes up or down i think we're gonna see more examples based on this idea of the whole view of the widget refreshes and it changes and in this case i think it's a very clever idea for launcher um so that's one that I got the beta like two days ago and, and I immediately was like, I need to rethink my entire home screen because of this. What kinds of things can you put in the, the, the launcher widgets? Is it just like launching apps? Is that what uh, it does? No, you can see the thing is I'm very excited about this one because you can put a bunch of things. You can put contacts. So like quick shortcuts to texting somebody or mm-hmm. calling somebody or you can put shortcuts, like links to shortcuts. Still, the shortcuts widget is better because it the shortcuts they run in line whereas in launcher it launches the shortcuts app uh but and i still have to understand how this works i saw in the release notes for the beta that you can put in playback controls for music as an interactive widget now Hmm. so i need to think about all of this essentially and and i'm and i'm very keen to see what developers come up with in terms of widgets that sh- widgets that have buttons in them but those buttons they do more than just you know performing a quick action like marking a task as complete and more of this style of interactive widgets where the whole view of the widget changes and it shows you something else i am very intrigued about mm. the kinds of weird concepts yes that might pop like I think we've all seen some really interesting things that we can't talk about of like concepts for things that could be done that are like, I think real people are going to very, like just going to enjoy. It's like weird stuff that it's, it's one of those things where it's like you can do interesting things with this that you wouldn't necessarily have assumed. And like that's what you've just explained to me there is one of them, right? Like a widget that could have folders in it because all it's doing is just showing you another widget, really. It's kind of fascinating, right? Yo, dog. I heard you like widgets. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Are you planning a late summer getaway? Well, look no further than your own backyard. Invest those travel miles in a totally personal oasis with a year-round staycation potential. FastGrowingTrees.com has thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties. They're expertly curated for your unique climate and needs. Evergreens, shade trees, lemon trees, everything in between. And you don't need to wait in long lines or haul heavy plants around. Because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. And if you don't have a green thumb, it doesn't really matter. Because their plant experts are just a Zoom chat or phone call away. They're always available and always eager to help. They can walk you through your entire garden to help solve problems you're having with plants and trees. And they have specialized degrees and training to help troubleshoot from root to leaf. It's like telehealth for your plants. 
early in the year, my wife and I had a tree cut down on our property. And now part of our yard that had no sun is basically full sun. And we've had to move some stuff and replace some plants. And fast growing trees has been really helpful in that process. We've gotten several orders from them now, slowly rebuilding our front yard. And it's been awesome because those filters and the website makes it really easy to dial into what will do well in your situation. Fast Growing Trees has a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee. This means that everything will look great right out of the box. Join almost 2 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers today. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com connected and you will get 15% off your entire order. So get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash connected. Our thanks to Fast Growing Trees for the support of the show and Relay FM. There was a rumor that a new iPad mini could be coming this year. There's been a couple of rumors about it. Ooh. And I wanted to talk through a few things, uh, features that I would like to see come to the iPad mini. And uh, we could maybe talk about how likely they are or what the realistic output or result might be of these things. So the main thing that I want from a iPad mini refresh, which by the way, iPad mini is the iPad that I use. It's the only iPad I use really, like for myself. Same. Uh, we, have an Same. Ele- we have an 11 inch iPad Air at home that we use to watch TV on. Like if, you know, like we're just like sitting at the dinner table or whatever and we want to watch a show while we eat, like we just put it on there. Is that the one you bought for stage manager testing last year? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's my. That is that is the third use case that this iPad has seen, but all <laughs> good. So I'm very happy with it. It's a good, it's a good iPad. And it's got a great orange smart cover, which yes. I think looks great. Um, but the iPad Mini is the iPad that I use. Uh, it's actually tends to be the device I use most at home, like even more than my phone on most days. And the main thing I want to see from an iPad Mini refresh is a new screen. Um, I think that the screen technology or the screen quality is, is worse on the iPad mini than it is on any of the other iPads. Um, not, and I'm not talking about like, oh, it doesn't have mini LED or whatever. It's like it's supposed to have the same screen as like the iPad Air, right? Like that's how it's kind of listed. But it looks mine looks worse quality for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to see the screen updated. I would love mini LED or OLED or something, but that... I guess seems unlikely. What do you guys think about potential screen upgrades for the iPad mini? I think they've got to do something. I don't particularly see it on mine, but I know there are complaints about the jelly scrolling because Mm -hmm. the display is really kind of meant to be used in one direction. But if you rotate it the other way, then you kind of get that misaligned scrolling a little bit. I get that. I think they've got to do something about that. Uh, I think all of this, though, including the the rest of the stuff we're going to get to, what is the iPad mini? Like, it's not the cheapest one by a stretch now. Is it like a premium small tablet? If they're going for premium small tablet, then yes. Like, I I definitely would want mini LED or OLED or something uh, to get those blacks better because uh, so much of, at least my use of the iPad mini, is for media consumption, uh, a nicer screen could go a long way towards that. I feel like we all want a premium iPad mini, but Apple is not going to make a premium iPad mini. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> no, Federico, don't say that. Come on. I want see the I feel like the a premium iPad mini like an iPad mini Pro is the device of our dreams. Yeah. And that's exactly the problem. I think 
they will do OLED once, you know, unfortunately, as I say this, I'm sorry, but they will do OLED many years after they've done OLED on all the other iPads. I know realistically that OLED's not coming to the iPad mini first, right? Like, But like yeah. mini LED's got to move to the other iPads at some point. But I guess they didn't even put it on the 11 inch, did they? So No, it's just it's still just the big one, which has been revised since it got that screen. So it, it is yeah. that is interesting that it's only on that that super high end. For me, they could they could just make this current screen better than it is because it isn't as, as good. They could. Yeah, I do want to provide a little context for the premium small tablet thing. So the 12-inch iPad Pro starts at $1099. The 11-inch iPad Pro starts at $799. It's a big jump there. iPad Air, $599 iPad 10th generation 449, iPad 9th generation 329, iPad mini 6th generation, the current one is 499. So it is in between the regular iPad and the Air in terms of cost. So cost currently, the iPad mini is on the lower end of things, yet it doesn't really feel like it is. It's kind of an interesting place that it finds itself in. Yeah, I think that the price, though, like, I mean, usually size dictates price, right? And, like, that is not, that's not happening here. Yeah. It's quite, it is quite expensive. It's like $500. I'm, I'm very, I'm very sorry to make you sad, but none of, none of these things in this list are going to happen anytime soon. Just let me go through my list, all right? And I just, I, I, look, I like to dream. I like I to dream. Will. It has to leapfrog the iPad, the 10th gen iPad, right? Like, yes. Because it's more expensive. And at the moment, they look the same, right? They have like the same features, right? So like, the ten, I think the only thing that's, that's majorly different between the current iPad and the iPad mini is which Apple Pencil it uses. Hmm. Outside of that, they are pretty similar in yeah. their base specs, except the chip. And I want to ask like, do they yes. take this as an opportunity to move the iPad mini to an M-based processor? So this part I am more in agreement with. I think it would make sense, but not because of a premium aspect, more of a cost-effective strategy to give it an M1, not even an M2 or an M3. Just give the refresh iPad mini an M1 chip. Yeah, I That think so. I could see, but yeah. I, I wouldn't even see an M2 from last year. No, I don't think so either. I think it would be an M1. I, I think all the iPads need to move to M chips in the way that all the iPads move to USB-C, right? Like, I feel like yes. that's the thing that should just happen anyway. And then I can use Stage Manager on my iPad Mini, you know what I mean? <laughs> can you imagine? I always forget, like, when, when I put the beta on my iPad, I was like, all right, let's see what's... Ah, oh, I forgot Stage Manager's not here. You know, Stage Manager is great now. I've won it everywhere, so... You know, um, Sage Manager on the iPhone. What a turnaround! Uh, I kind of would love to have Sage Manager on the iPhone, but hey, that's we're not here to talk about the iPhone. What's next in your list? Uh, next in my list is Face ID. Yes, please. I mean, it's got to happen at some point. Again, probably not going to be in the iPad Mini, but like, well, I mean, I guess it could though, right? Because the Pro's got it. It's in the Pro and the Air, <laughs> so it's just it's. Oh no, it's not in the Air, is it? Speaking of Face ID, which I don't think they're gonna do anytime soon, but speaking of like speaking of the face, <laughs> something I kind of want for for the iPad Mini 
is a neck mount for the iPad mini um, so that okay. when I'm when I'm lying in bed I can j- I have a little structure right around my neck extending in front of my face and I can just place the iPad mini there you know at a distance at a safe distance for my eyes oh Federico these things exist so like yeah. oh my god like, they're oh my everywhere god. on Amazon somebody thought of it? yes yeah <sighs> see Never lose faith in humanity. Guys, <laughs> somebody made it. See, look how happy this guy is. Bendable gooseneck. Yep. 360 degree rotation. Perfect. Now, the only thing is, do I want to be seen wearing one of these? No, this is one of these things that, like, you, you have to keep you're under the private. bed. That you, you, have to private. Wait, you even have to wait for Sylvia to go to sleep. Like, you can't <laughs> let your wife, your partner see you with this. You know, you just can't let, let her see you like this. But it's, it, I mean, it's, it, it's quite the setup. It's seven centimeters long or 27 inches for those at home with the wrong measurement system. Seven centimeters and 27 inches are not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. They're different. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's 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 but that's what it says. Uh, maybe it's what it says, but seven centimeters is not twenty-seven inches. <laughs> this is so hugely different. Twenty-seven inches to centimeters. It's sixty-eight centimeters. <laughs> it, went, it went the wrong What's way there. there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's great. There you go. You can get one of these, Federico. This one here, like I'm looking at it on the on the on Amazon in the UK. It's called the Moco neck holder. It's got like a travel pillow built into the back of it. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at that thing. That's where you stick the weights from earlier. That's where you put the weights. It's just future training. Not only is it comfortable, you'll be training your neck. It's all about the neck training. 2024 is like strong neck season. Like, that's what we're all going to be going for. We're going to be in a strong neck neck era. That's what we're going to be all about. I I love it. I love it. I'm pasting a picture in Discord. Of your neck? No, no, no. Of this um, gentleman. (laughs) Free your hands. <laughs> Steven, can you please, please work this into the show artwork? Yeah, I'm on Free it. Your I hands. Be- Look, I am here's the thing you. about this image. This guy's not even wearing it. It's right? Like you can see it's photoshopped, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. very poorly okay. photoshopped. I'm just checking that you can both see this. Because this guy's not even wearing he's so free. He has a he's free his neck too. Anything else on the uh iPod iPad iPod? The iPad mini <coughs> that you would like to see? Just make a keyboard cover. Just YOLO it and make a keyboard cover. They don't make one anymore, right? Uh, no, I don't know if they ever did. Like, Bridge did. Bridge did. But Bridge, I don't think, makes anything anymore either. No, the only thing they're making is headlines. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to an incredible 9 to 5 Mac article by friend of the show, Chance Miller, about the downfall of Bridge. I don't think we ever spoke about it, but it's a really, really well-reported article. Good and sad. That, I used to use that, uh, and I think Apple should do it. Just why not? Tiny, Just a tiny keyboard. Realistically, I just want a new iPad mini, because ultimately, I just don't want them to kill it. Like... So if they do anything, I'll buy a new one just because I just want it to keep existing. Yeah, proof of life is the best feature for an iPad mini, I think, at this point. That's very sad, but that's that's a very sad thing. It's been that way since, like, the great one. Do you remember that, like, there was that great one, the iPad mini? The iPad mini 2 when they did Retina. 
Yeah. And I feel like since then, it's just been a case of like, please tell me this thing still exists. Mm -hmm. That was a good time. That was a good time. Good time to be alive. That's fair. Yeah. I remember those days. You know, life was easier in some regards. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to get one of these neck holders. Please report back. Be true to yourself. Yeah. My my true self is honestly neck accessories. Free hands. Free your hands. I got my neck light. I'm gonna get a neck holder for the iPad Mini. I honestly you could feel be playing like, the ne- like Nintendo, <laughs> right at the same time. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my god! I honestly feel like the neck as a body part is vastly underutilized. Like when you think about it, we should be doing more things with our necks. Yeah, I do feel like this is one of those things though, where like you'll get the neck holder, and then after like three days, you'll realize why you don't do this. But I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like with the neck, you can wear things. You can hold things. It's both functional and aesthetic. Yeah, as it's a, decorative. As a, and decorative, you know? It's like, it's it's like the neck, look, the neck is the new hands. That's what I'm telling you. If you want to, f- <laughs> I can't even, I can't even do it. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about this week, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 461. While you're there, you can become a member and you'll get an ad-free longer version of the show delivered each and every week. That is Connected Pro and it is an awesome deal. It is $5 a month or $50 a year. You can also send us feedback on uh, the website. There's a submit feedback link in the show notes. Send us your cool test flight betas. Send us secret things about headphones. Send us uh, send us your favorite iPad mini accessory. Just uh, light us up in there. You can find us all online. Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. He is on Mastodon as Vitici at MacStories.net. You can find Mike on other shows here on Relay FM, and you can also find his work at Cortex Brand. Mike is on Threads as iMike and on Mastodon as iMike at mike.social. You can find me on Mac Power Users each and every Sunday afternoon here on Relay FM. My writing is at 512pixels.net and I am on Mastodon as ismh at eworld.social and at ismh86 on threads. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Fitbod, Electric, and Fast Growing Trees. And until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.